Internet and welcome to well, welcome to 2014 for the a magical start. world of the future. Yes, where it's all jet cars and horror boots and robot robots and robot. robot. Why? Why is that the first place you go to? Isn't you... that the first place anyone ever goes to? No, robot hookers and blackjack. That's why. No, do. it's not exactly futuristic, but it's why I go to. It's true. So it's 2014. Um, hope everyone had a good holiday season. Whatever holiday season. Whatever all-encompassing yeah. universal term. Non-denominational festive yeah. holiday. Um, you're, you're, Wintermas. Are you familiar with the, the concept of festivus? Yeah. Where, where the, the celebration is a pole. Yes. Like it's like a pole on a stand, like yeah. a silver pole on a stand. I learned about that after playing through the Saints Row DLC. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, if you Google it as well, Google That's what I did, a yeah. little festivus pole. A little here. festivus. Um, so this week, or this time, episode, whatever we do here. Special edition. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk Game of the Year stuff. Yep. I guess so. Because, you know, the, the year has ended and it's been... A, so, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you when I was going through this, but there have been... There have been... It felt like there's been more games than there actually has been. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't think it's a matter of there's been more. I don't think it's a matter of what's been there has been quite good quality. Mm. So there's a lot more that sticks in your mind. So I, I think that's... What's the yeah, problem I had? Yeah, I think it's more that, like, the... I played a lot of small things, mm-hmm. and not. And then when you go and start looking at like compiling a list of the best ones of the year, you can't. They just don't appear in it, sure. which is unusual. Um. So yeah. So we should talk game of the year. I should also point out that we're also in the same room for yes. the first time in like I can touch months. you. Please. Yep. Yep. Thanks. I can touch you with your fancy Christmas socks. They're great. They've <laughs> got non-slip things on the bottom. It's amazing. I love how, like, out of like your entire Christmas haul this year, your best, your favorite thing so far has been your non-slip. Because they're so well designed. I like the design of the sock. Well designed sock. Very well designed sock. Sure. Engineered sock. Well engineered sock. Um. So yeah. So we both have our top five mm-hmm. of the year. Um. And I feel just for anyone listening, we should probably go over the rule that we had, or the the, the only real two rules we had when we were doing this. Um. So in order for a game to be in your top five, you must have at least ninety percent finished it. Yep. Basic basically it needs to be almost like basically done. Yeah. Um and we aren't counting episodic games unless the complete season has finished. I don't know about complete season because then that fucked up The Walking Dead for last year. Like a majority of it. Because by the time that we talked about Game of the Year last year it was only episode four it was out. No, though. it finished. Had by, it? Yeah, it definitely finished by the time we talked about it. Oh, okay. It finished in like September or something. Oh, okay, sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm talking. But yeah, so like, I mean, the only reason we added that rule is because I was talking. I was thinking Wolf Among Us, Us, which is only episode one, and you've played the first episode of season two of Walking Dead. Yes, I have, which I still haven't done. That's because you're doing that whole Sony yeah save file while it won't it gamble. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping they'll make an announcement soon. They have to. I think you would think think. it would be dumb if they didn't. You would think. So do you want to go first? And run me through if, your if you want in reverse order your top five reverse order in reverse order start with five then. start with five okay sure so a couple a couple of things before I started of things that I thought about that I got rid of 
uh, I'm not putting Dota on the list. Really? Yeah. Because remember we had a conversation because about it? Because I feel... I thought about it for a really long time and I thought it wouldn't be fair. Why? Because it's a game that I've spent almost 500 hours playing and will keep playing and it, it it's not really a game that I feel safe saying came out this year because it's a thing I will just keep going with. Um, it technically came out this year but... I feel like I would just keep going with it and then it would be a recurring thing and I I would feel bad if I just put it on the list and there are there are things that I feel need to be on the list that Dota would just not okay. get the part because okay. if it was going to be on the list it would be number one and then that's not fair to anything else okay I mean I I, I wouldn't I would not have been surprised if, I, if I'd come here today and you would have said Dota was my number one game totally no nah, I'd, I'd made a an editorial decision to say <laughs> it's a very very good game and I love it to bits but it's not going on the list okay um, sure there are many other things that I've cut as well, but that's irrelevant. It was just mainly that Dota's not going to appear on this list. It's it, it deserves if you're interested, it deserves your time and your attention and all that sort of stuff. But it's not going to appear on the list. Sure. So number five, mm-hmm. the fifth best game in the year, in my opinion, of 2013. Of 2013 is Gunpoint. Interesting. Okay. Because I think that game is a, a stellar example of what you can do with very few very few resources. I.e., was made by one person. Yep. Eh. Roughly one person, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is very smart, it's very funny, it's yep. very clever, but also has a really good game with interesting mechanics surrounding it. Normally yes. indie games you're trading off one for the other, or one's not quite as good as the other, but these are sure. both it's stellarly written, it's very fun to play, sure. and it's got the best noise for punching I did I've ever heard. The punch noise is pretty good. And you can jump out of windows with rocket pants. So it's the fact, I think it was more the fact that, the, like we talked about it on the podcast, but yeah. the, the, the fact that punch is mapped to left click. Yeah. and you can punch as fast Multiple as you can click. click and you get and it's like it's still one of the funniest moments that stick out in my head is like when you you first time you jump on it and you punch a guy and you realise it's one to one and you can keep punching a guy yeah. and messages come up at the bottom from the game saying I think he's dead yeah, yeah. no 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 he's pretty dead I'm pretty sure you should stop Yeah. no stop <laughs> and then there was one that was just like you need to stop you, you realise there's not an achievement or anything but there's nothing hidden in the game there's not an achievement for sure. this and then you kept doing it and it went okay have an achievement just stop and there's an <laughs> achievement for it sure oh, it's, it was a moment that sticked in my head I think that game's amazing and it's yeah. not very it's cheap as anything and it is, it's well worth picking up it's well you worth need picking to play Gunpoint it's amazing it's well worth picking up you need to stop banging the floor do I? yes I'm not banging the floor I'm banging the arm anyway four yep uh, Fire Emblem Awakening alright oh, okay sitting back and, sitting back and thinking about all the games that I've played on my 3DS of like Animal Crossing and Theatrhythm and all the other stuff that's pl- did I've you pl- actually pick up theatre I did yeah huh okay uh, and very very. I can't forget to talk about it in my podcast but okay going back and I, I a good tactical RPG is something I really enjoy playing and sinking my teeth into and stuff like that and Fire Emblem is nothing short of one of the most complete well designed one of those that I've ever played sure because it's it's got this traditional tactical combat thing that's always really interesting but then has the relationship mechanic that makes yeah. you think more tactically about where you're putting people and how you're organising them and all that sort of stuff. So, had you played any of the Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem games before Never this? played the Fire Emblem game. Right. And uh, Will it, you be playing... If, if another one was to come out tomorrow, would you pick oh up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yes I would. And okay. it's got all that and it's got the, the permadeath from XCOM which makes it... And it's it's different to XCOM because in XCOM it's it's guys that you funnily like name after your friends or members of your family or whatever and they die and you go, oh, and then they're dead. But in Fire Emblem, it's actual characters with names and personalities that you have a story behind that you've sure. interacted with outside of battle and all that sort of stuff. So you care more when they die. Yep. 
It's this kind of emotional investment in this handheld game that's really good. But it's it's just fantastic. It's a really solidly well-made game. Okay. That I think deserves a lot of cool. credit. Uh, I'm, I'm with you so far. Yep. Uh, number three. Uh, number three is Bioshock Infinite. At three? At three is Bioshock Infinite. Okay. That, that, I've never been more wholeheartedly immersed in a world of a, of a, a perfectly realised and designed world than I have been in... Well, not about immersed. It was just a perfectly designed beautifully crafted universe that you within the first hour of that game you understood a lot about what that world was and what was terrifying about it and what was really interesting about it sure. and you went through that entire it, was, it, was, it, it felt like you'd walked into a world that had existed before you did yes like it felt like you'd walked into an existing place yeah, it was a very standing universe it was the same thing as Rapture it's a universe that's very has been there yes. and you're 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 merely you have arrived into it and you're acting upon it. Yes. And it's got a really interesting a really interesting story that took us about an hour and a half to figure out yeah. after we both finished it. Yeah. Which I thought was a lot of people have been complaining that that means that oh, it's not showing it's what it's supposed to be. No, but, it, but I think I think that's a credit to it. Yeah, I think it, the fact that you have to think about it. It and, gave you enough to get the rough idea. Like yeah. you got the main story points. Yeah. But there was enough of like the the multi-universe stuff there was enough there that you had to um, there was a little bit that you could kind of imprint yourself and yeah. you could come up with your own conclusion as yeah. to what, how, exactly. how it goes from there and that make, I think that means that it's it, it's a very good intellectual yes. exercise in storytelling and sure. that stuff and on top of all that with really cool characters and really cool story it had this really interesting almost like uh, Snapdash kind of freeform combat that was really unlike anything else. So it was it was the combat for me that really took me. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, it was. I mean, that's not the that universe was, and the story. It was the well. story and the universe and everything. But I expected that the combat would get really old really quickly. And actually, it's especially in some of the larger open areas. Yeah. Like that combat was just I, something. I else. heard people talking about how the combat got quite formulaic, and I disagreed. No, completely. Completely. I, the fact that you could ap- approach any. Almost every battle was like a puzzle yeah. where you could come at it from different angles of where you were going to go and what you were going to do, but you had to think of it in very short spaces of time, otherwise it's, they were just going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, you, were right, always, I mean, you were always outmanned and you were always outgunned and you had to make a split second decision about yeah. this is what I was going to do. And everything was viable and everything worked. It's just what you chose to do at that time. I don't think there was any point in the combat in that game for me where it was planned. Like everything, no, no, was, no. everything, everything was just... Everything was off the cuff, kind of, this is what I'm going to do and yeah, just do it. Just which I think was really interesting and yeah it's an excellent an excellent game very very well made game it would have been number two okay had it not been for the actual number two game which is DMZ Devil May Cry wow at two okay because being a a Devil May Cry fan I I love that series to death I think it's fantastic and all that sort of stuff and got kind of sketchy when they were redesigning it yes I think I think a lot of people did was I'm not quite sure where they were going to go to go with it and all that sort of stuff and then didn't play it when it came out just because I forgot it was there then picked it up and was 100% completely blown out of the way yeah. of what that game is yeah because it's not only a really solid Devil May Cry system where they've taken the really complicated combat that was really interesting in the old Devil May Cry's mm-hmm. and simplified it to where everybody could do it but if you knew what you were doing you could still pull off really impressive stuff sure and then the most, some of the most impressive level design I think I've ever seen. Mm. Of any time you would go into the demon world, there would be this rapid transition in the environment between the kind of bleak, dull, real world to the demon world that had 
flying boxes and color, dramatic. Yeah, just the color changes, color changes the... and dramatic changes in environment and all that sort of stuff. And and it's got some of the best uh, the, like theme level and boss fight encounters that I think I've ever seen in yeah, video games. Of I like agree. the the news tower where you're fighting the giant amorphous head of a Bill O'Reilly style spin news character that you that takes you out and makes you fight minions from the perspective of a like a police helicopter yeah while a news voiceover is going over it and all that stuff which is really smart and really clever to like the nightclub thing where you've got it's demonic where they're moving platforms and making stuff come in but it's still yeah bright oranges and purples and pinks and like really disco style i like I, i mean for me it was I mean, I knew that the the set the the visuals were what got it for me. Yeah. Like, it, that, like I'm not a huge Devil May Cry yeah, yeah. like mechanics fan yeah. or fighting game fan or anything like that. But it was the it was the visual side of it that got me. Yeah. And I'm, I was glad to hear that the mechanics held up to it. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be able to yeah. judge them if, if it I was could. this. It was this mix of, of of mechanics that I knew were there that were made a lot more simple to execute yeah. instead of having stupid like button presses and all that sort of stuff. Like it was a fighting game. It was really easy to swap between triggers and yeah. all that sort of two the most balls out crazy level design it, impressive thing I've, I've ever seen it is. felt it felt to me like Ninja Theory get what's good about Japanese development yeah like they took that's a very good way of that is it, a, yeah. that, that is a very Japanese style game yeah they've kept all the original kind of insanity parts of Devil May Cry mm-hmm. and made it a good game as well yeah. and injected creativity into it I don't think you get out of Japan anymore yeah. It's right really, now, yeah, um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's well made, very I well made. Love that game to death, um, and I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think it get anywhere near the credit it deserves. No, is that, that's another reason I wanted to give it this was because people played it and said it was really good, and then seemed to forget about it. Yeah, and well, I, think, it I, think out, a, I think a game that had that that good a design, yeah, needs more. It was attention. really weird that came in the middle of January. Yeah, it was. Um, it was utterly bizarre, but yeah. But it's I a agree. Fan- fantastic game, Very much and so. that's why I put it so high on my list. But the number one game that I think I don't, I've never had, a, I've, I've never had an experience like it was The Last of Us. Okay, I've never had an experience like playing The Last of Us, which is like. This yes, Bioshock Infinite had this very real, very well realized world that you felt like you were, you were acting upon and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But The Last of Us had this kind of whole, this kind of whole completeness to the universe of like this is. They said they were going to design a world that had been thrown into chaos by blah blah blah, but they they nailed how that thing was going to look. Oh yeah, and it's like it looks exactly like how you think it was going to look of because it's some sort of biological thing. Nature's taken over. Yeah, and there's trees and plants and stuff everywhere. Some real gorgeous scenery in that sure. game as well. Gameplay that is, it's not it's not anything new. But mm. what you what it does do with it is. It's really smart and interesting of because it's a survival thing. There's limited resources yeah. and crafting and gun, guns are all powerful, but you're not going to get a lot of ammo for it. So you need to, it's sparing between being stealthy instead of being stealthy for being stealthy's like yeah. you're being stealthy to preserve resources. It gives you a good reason to be the, the kind of silent. Exactly. And the, 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 one of the most successful uses of dread, I think I've ever seen where when clickers are on the map mm. you feel genuine worry and oh, yeah. genuine fear and oh, yeah. like you, you're you're scared of these clickers and not, you don't really know how you're going to deal with the, them the moment it got it for me was I think it was I think it's the approach to the university I can't no the university is when you arrive on horseback right yeah it's 
the other uh, it must be in our section but there's a bit when you go like through a, an underpass mm-hmm. and there's all these like cars and trucks in the road and you turn a corner and just like swathes the clickers yeah. just like the the big big guys as well mm-hmm. and yeah it's that feeling of like I can't you, you I, there's don't no know way to get gonna, through this yeah. you really don't and know how you're going to deal the with only it way, the, I mean, the only way I could actually do it was just crouch stay silent and just walk literally like past them yeah. just and it was incredibly tense yeah incredibly it's, it's tense. one of the most tense fearful experiences I've ever played that yeah. long and the, uh, not only has it got the solid gameplay and the well design of the universe and the levels but it's got really interesting characters and a really yeah. interesting story of like the interactions between Joel who is a guy who just wants to get a job done mm. and Ellie who is this girl who doesn't know what the world was like before yeah. and is confused by the idea of things like planes so yeah. quite, quite naive but really knows how to handle herself so she's really an adult but she's not because she's quite yeah. innocent and Very much so. and like going through scenes of like the giraffe scene and the ending oh my god yeah, the ending I was mean, the, 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 end, the ending itself was such an emotional punch that I've never turned so quickly on how I felt about a character so in a video game but I mean that was the thing like through the whole game there's no point where I mean when I was going through it there was no point where I ever saw Joel as a good guy like as a no, as he a was, stereotypical yeah, hero, he was guy. never he was never a he was never a one hundred percent like cut jaw hero kind of guy. He was always kind of a bit shady, but I've never you, your opinion of him like changes so dramatically at that final moment. Of yes, yes, throughout the entire game, you're like I don't know, you're just kind of a guy trying to do a job or whatever. Yeah. To you're just a stone cold fucker just out for yourself and not really doing anything else. Yeah. And, it's, I've never I've not had a, such a dramatic change of how I felt about a character since Knights of the Old Republic sure. with that big twist at the sure. halfway through that I've never felt like that before and I think that yeah The Last of Us has that is the best game of this year I think fair enough fair enough uh, yeah I mean there's yeah yeah very much so uh, yeah. it's I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to fight you on any of those yeah. um, at all sure uh, that sounded good to me um, so for me um, now looking at my top 5 I just realised Last of Us isn't in there anywhere and it's because I totally forgot that game oh, really? was there oh, so I am going to do some quick rearranging in my head and um, intermission music here <laughs> no okay so yeah that that it's actually okay it slots in quite nicely okay so yeah okay so my 5 yep. was DMC Okay. For sure. for a lot of the same reasons, it was visuals. That's it was fair. the level design, the art direction. Yep. Again, like I said, it's it's what I feel Japanese games should be this generation. Sure. Um, four was Gone Home. Okay. Sure. Gone Home is. It's weird that a game that is so universal. The 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 story. Well, no, maybe not. The, maybe not the direct story, but the themes of the story mm-hmm. are so universal that it yeah. caused so much controversy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, admittedly, it was a tw- like fifteen quid game, yeah. which lasted about an hour and a an half. Hour. Yeah, I think but, my play was like sixty-seven minutes or something. Yeah, but I, I don't, I, I don't feel any of that was wasted. No, and it was, it was the stuff that I, it was the stuff I wrote in the review where it brought out emotion in me that yeah. I didn't know existed or having, haven't. Having played through it. The entire in its entirety yesterday. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was the same feeling. It was. I mean, I, I understood your review when I when I played yeah. it. It was. It, it was. It was the fact that I, a game that has such limited scope 
Like yeah. it, it goes in with the intention of doing a job and it does that job mm-hmm. extremely well and designs everything around that job, which is to tell this story. Yeah. Of it's, a, it's a game that is entirely focused around going through this narrative, but does it in such a really interesting and unique yeah. way that it's... And not particularly guided either. No, it's like, completely free. Apart from a couple of locked doors, sure. there is, it's completely free form. And it's, of it it's, you can, as soon as you go off the mainline story, like there's enough of it where you could totally miss large sections yeah. of it and come to complete different conclusions of yeah. it. Like listen, listening to people talk about it on the internet of like if you know what you're doing you can walk through the door and finish that game in 30 seconds. Yeah. But you yeah. shouldn't. No, 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 no. There's no point. And it's, it's it's stuff like there's I mean there's sections I missed that I only saw when I went to go start reading about it. Sure. Like there's a whole section in um, there's a safe in the basement. Yes. Um, yeah. Did you not do that? So yeah I, I, I didn't get it the first time I went back and opened it up. Ah sure. Um, and the whole story that that does if you extrapolate out is just it's whole other crazy. levels of horrific yeah. like it's just and again it's it, not even just story wise like the way it was designed it just brought back that whole kind of five year old scared to go down the stairs at night yeah. it, it was very successful in causing it's like everybody says you expected at some point playing through that game for a ghost to pop yeah, out yeah you expected something to jump out covered or, or and like it never did no. and then you expected to go into the attic and like find a dead body yeah and there wasn't and it, it, it's really it was a really smart game about how it was going to go about doing it of like we put all these elements in place of like we're going to tell you there's a ghost in the house yeah. and we're going to put a pentagram here and talk yeah. about summoning and all that sort of stuff and then not do anything yeah and we're going we're gonna to make we're going to tell the story of this teenager who goes through love and loss and yeah like heartbreak and real emotional like problems and all that sort of stuff making you think that she's gonna yeah. completely end it all and then it doesn't and, and it's just this really weird kind of and know. for a game that had one character that does voice acting yeah it was some of the best voice acting of the year yeah, I thought she, you, you, yeah the, the, a lot of the emotion came out in her voice yeah, and very, was, much, very yeah. much so so yeah so that was uh, number four so number three was Last of Us sure um, again a lot of the same reasons like it just it was visually just it was weird like again when I, when I wrote the review for that it was I bought that game at the same time I pre-ordered my PS4 yeah. and I kind of left that feeling like we don't need another yeah. console like it, it just looked incredible it, it and was massively impressive what they managed to pull off I think, I think what I really appreciated about Last of Us was just how unforgiving it was yes like stuff in that you just don't you you don't expect to happen from Naughty Dog yeah like when you're when when you're that used to Uncharted and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you expect it all to come good in the end, right? And yeah. it's just really doesn't. Yeah, you just you just feel dirty by the end of it. Yeah. Um. But not. It's really weird to empathise with a character who does some pretty horrific things yes, during the game. It does. And even though you don't necessarily agree with the way it ends and the what how he decides to. Mm. It's a game that couldn't have been done with moral, with like, with like black-white moral choices, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, if that final decision um, had been to, like, do you do you go one way or do you go the other? Yeah. Right? It would have been it would have been the same game. The no. fact it does it for you, yeah. and then it forces that you, choice it forces you to live with it. Yeah. Is just it was immaculately well yeah. done. It was just an immaculate presentation. Mm-hmm. It really was. Um, and I'm really looking forward to DLC for that. Oh yeah, like it's the that reason why I haven't packed my PS3 up yet. Is that, because yeah, the story of what happens to Ellie before yeah, he meets. Yeah, I just want more of those characters. Yeah, I want to know fantastic. more. 
Um, so number two, so we're back on track now, was um, Stanley Parable. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, again, similar to Gone Home, like it's got very limited scope. Yeah. It goes out with a mission mm-hmm. and just does it in the most amazing way possible. Yeah. It manages to... It's really weird that being... I mean, for both of us having played video games for a long time, um, you start to notice when people do things wrong in video games. Yeah. Like when people like miss textures or mm. see all that kind of stuff and it affects you and you go, ah, yeah. they did that bit wrong. It's worse for me being a programmer and going, yeah. oh, they fucked the scripting up with yeah. that thing, That's, something's not triggered. And you start to be... You start... If, th- if things start to go wrong, you kind of go back to base mechanics and go... I've obviously not triggered something somewhere, so you start opening doors. And yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the fact that Stanley Parable knows all of that yeah. and will fuck with you at every possible yeah. opportunity to do it is just amazingly well done. Yeah. And um, the fact that the, the fact that um, every time you think you've broken it, they know that you've broken it mm-hmm. is just is just great. Yeah. Um, it's, um, a, it's a game that I'm upset that I've not played yet. Yeah. But. So, I mean, I've got a bunch of games on that I'm going to talk about that I just haven't got to, yeah. that I'm really excited to get to eventually. But, um, yeah, it's just... There, it has to be a game that's high up in my top five when it when some of the terms from it have come into normal use mm-hmm. when talking about games, like the Adventure Line. Yeah. Like, the Adventure Line is a fantastic section of that game. Mm-hmm. And um, just... The, the fact that it's now the fact that it makes all this stuff plain and you start seeing it in other games is amazing yeah. and also like just a couple of the other points in it like the fact that there is in order to 100% that a game you have to do four hours worth of button pushing oh yeah like the baby actual, section yeah. actually four hours of button pushing yeah. um, there's just been so much love and care put in that thing yeah um, and such smart design and criticism without being critical yeah no sorry that's not right criticism without being demeaning yeah like it's criticism going guys this is what video games look like mm-hmm. uh, you should probably like the fact that everyone recognises this as soon as they happen yes is, absolutely it, says a lot. It, was, it was a thing that I was really impressed hit such hit a lot of people in that same way when the like when the original mod came out and people played it yeah. and they were like oh this is a really cool kind of idea interesting yeah. and then that came out and it had a lot more to say and was a lot cleverer about it and people started catching on more people yeah. that hadn't played the mod started catching on more and stuff like that it made me really happy and I, I'm i just waiting for the right time for it to come up and then and I think I think it's I'll also it. it's also the fact that it manages to lampoon like every part of it like yeah. it there's fantastic sections just about achievements yeah um, which messes with you for achievements mm-hmm. in the best possible way sure there's bits a bit like the demo itself was a whole the story. demo itself was a whole different thing that was um, yeah. which was amazing like I can't remember the last time I've played a demo which wasn't didn't have content as part of the main game yeah like the last time I remember was maybe the Half-Life demo possibly like the original yeah. Half-Life demo I didn't, didn't have but yeah, it was just it's a, it's a game that I'm really upset that I can't talk about. Yeah. Well, you will. You I will. will, I, I will play, it will come up on a sale eventually, and sure. I'll buy it. Um, which means my number one was Bioshock. Yeah. It just it's it just blew me away, and that yeah. whole the whole first hour where you arrive in Colombia, yes. just just walking about, just 
mouth open. Yeah, the the entire first hour of that game is some of the most impressive things I like I've ever seen. It's, uh, and the, 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 they do they do so much in creating a universe. Yes, and what and and like it, nearly every single point about that universe and the hour mm. is is something I've not ever seen sure. in such detail. Is it? I think it's just the denseness of the world that got yeah. me. Like every time you think you're going to turn a corner and see like a like a facade or something like mm. that, like there's. There's detail. There's garbage left behind. There's somebody's like a teddy bear. Yeah. Some something that will tell some story that you'll never hear the end of. Yeah, it was just it's amazing. Love yeah, the room it's a fantastic game, and it's got and like little things like using modern music as uh, yeah acapella like, and all that sort of stuff is really interesting. It just felt like every part of that was so well thought. Yeah, everybody, everybody. There is a, it took a lot of people a lot of time in boardrooms and meetings going, how do we what do we want to do here? What yeah. do we want to say? And all that sort of stuff. And none, none of it ever felt like it was just purely to show off. No. Like, all of it felt like it was it was contributing something. Yeah. Everything added to the world in yeah. such a way. Completely. So, yeah. That was, that was my That's five. our lists. Um, I, I'm, I'm quite... I'm quite happy with What that. did you cut for Last of Us? Uh, I cut Tomb Raider. Ah, sure. I was expe- I was wondering when that was going so to turn to, up, I mean, sure. Tomb Raider was my five. Yeah. Um, but... It was... Tomb Raider was, I mean, I, I loved Tomb Raider. Yeah, I thought I didn't expect to at mm-hmm. all, but it was just astounding yeah. that what they did with that with a with a format you can't think they can do anything with. They just yeah, and it it it, it, it the reason why it made the top five actually was for the boss the final boss fight. Yeah, sure. Because they don't. I mean, like the original Bioshock was bad for that, where like it was this really original narrative driven. Yeah. And then had like, the, like and then, traditional boss fight. Yeah, and then the boss fight was this huge monster yeah. thing. That, and you could see that happening. Like, it would have been really easy to do that for Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Uh, the The battle was... The the final boss fight was the bit up to the final boss yeah. fight, really. The final boss was... was pretty not, clever. Yeah. It, 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 it made people feel fragile again. Yeah. Um, which was great. But yeah, no, that's what I had to cut. Which that's was, fair enough. Which was great. So I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff just because there were games I played that I wanted to talk about. Okay, sure. That, um, Are you making up your own awards now? Kind of. That's what I'm doing as well. Um, so the award, well, the one, two awards, I think, for me, um, Best Use of Licensed Music and DLC is an All Bad Award was for Central 4. Okay, sure. Um, the, the Don't Want to Miss a Thing just... At the start of Central Four. Oh yeah, the rocket. Ha- yeah, that was really like, good. That just that that set that. It hit. wasn't "Don't Want to Miss a Thing," was it? It was. It was the Aerosmith song from. Oh shit! Oh god, that was such a good sequence. It was fantastic. I forgot that. It just it set it up so well that I think. That was really good. Yeah, I forgot about that. Really and, the, and the DLC for Central has been amazing. Both so of it, like yeah. the the both been stellar. Yeah, Dominatrix and. Um, the How the Saints Save Christmas is just How the Saints Save Christmas is really interesting yeah it's fascinating it was, it was exactly what I thought it would be which would be we're gonna make a TV Christmas special yeah but with Saints Row yep so it's still got guns and swearing yeah. and it's just fantastic yeah it was really good it was exactly what and Dom- Dominatrix was it was like fine it was a really fine bit of yeah. cool powers and all that sort of stuff and then the ending happened yeah of like Velociraptors and singing really cheesy songs from the eighties that are also amazing, yeah. and then references to Star Wars, and it's just got so good towards the end. I think yeah. the, the whole concept of that DLC was great. Like yeah. it was a it's, a, it's an insight into a thing that we've cut, so we're just going to make it 
a thing that we've cut and make characters talk about we're gonna it in make, terms of why it was cut. We're going to make a VH1 special about cut the making of yeah. this cut DLC. And like the only thing that would have made that better is if they'd gone with the original rumoured idea, which was the Saints were going to go back in time to save THQ. Like, that would have been great! Can you imagine if that was fantastic. the DLC? That would have yeah. been so good. So good. That would have been amazing. Um, so the other one I've got is um, Best Mission Objective goes to Assassin's Creed 4. Okay. Um, for the Air Assassinate an Ocelot objective. Oh, sure, yeah, I forgot um, that. I've now talked to three people who have done that, and yeah. every single one of them, like, because it happens in the first couple hours, yeah. and every single one of them go, did you get the Ocelot achievement? <laughs> like, it, it's not even an achievement, it's just an optional objective. Air Assassinate an Ocelot. Air Assassinate an Ocelot is yeah. just one of my favourite achievements. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to put AC4 on my list, but I've not finished it. That's so enough. I can't. Yeah, um, I, th- I don't think in good conscience you could put it on your yeah. list. It's and it's un- it's unfortunate because I mean they can't because do- knowing how knowing how Assassin's Creed games like to wrap up, yeah. they're either really good yeah. or really bad. Yeah. So it could either it could re- it could make it a really That's good game yeah. or it could make it, it could totally break it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. But I yeah. mean, what the fifteen hours I have played so far have been amazing. Oh yeah, they look so, fantastic. So yeah, um, most insane boss fight um, goes to Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. The final boss? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That final boss fight is Oh, just... the fight with the president's just yeah. so brilliant. Like, every part of that <laughs> is part so of that ridiculous. And that, again, that seems Doesn't like... It, don't you do it, like, three times yeah. as well? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like, it, yeah. again, it seems like Platinum gets Japanese development. Yeah. And, I mean, they are a Japanese developer, yeah. but it seems like they've captured what made them good in yeah. the first place. Um... Gunpoint just got best accidental awesomeness. Just because I came so awesome because yeah. I remembered playing it and the level with the the glass floors through the middle of the building. Yeah, I did that as well. And having you done, just go, do, 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 do. yeah, you, <laughs> you launch yourself straight through the first window. I misjudged it and plowed, grabbed a guard midway and flew through three yep, plate glass I did that windows. As well. That was amazing. Oh, it's a fantastic game. Um, the uh, oh shit, I might actually spend money on this award. Yeah, goes to Warframe. Oh sure! Like yeah, I, spe- I spent a massive amount of time playing that game, yeah. and I keep every time I keep looking at the platinum mm-hmm. purchase thing, and I'm just like, I could, I, I could, yeah, money I could spend this. money on this. Yeah. Um, like, I'm handing the trophy over from uh, Mass Effect Three, where I spent did spend a yep. stupid amount of money on that game. You did spend a dumb amount of money. On um, that game. Warframe looks like it could be Warframe's. Just, I just wanted to mention it because it was it's a really good game, which yep. I didn't expect to like as much as I did. Sure, um, and. The, the best use of bears award is goes to Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, for that elevator For the scene. elevator bear scene. Still haven't played that game. I'm so, almost upset that you told me about that sequence because it sounds fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, Kentucky Route Zero was never going to be in my top five. Yeah. It was... I just wanted to mention it because it's... it's Very unique. It's a visual achievement. Yeah. It's, it's the... It's video games as art, but the wrong way. Sure. Like it's too much like art. Mm-hmm. It's it's very passive. It's very visual, mm. but not. At no point did I feel like I was pulling anything out of it. Yeah. I felt like it was just throwing stuff at me. Yeah. Um, Do you regret that you played it though? No, 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 not. Yeah. I, I I never regret I play it, but yeah. it's just it's not. It's not what I was looking for. Yeah, sure. What I thought it was. I mean, they've still got three episodes to turn that round. Yep. But it seems like they're going. It seems like they're going in a direction I'm not entirely on on board with. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I did want to talk about Papers, Please, as well. Just, yes. I didn't have an award for that. I just thought... I think that... I think that the award that you give Papers, Please is the award... The same award that 
Penny Arcade gave it, mm. which is the this is the game that's going to make you turn around and go, safety's a lie, we're all 100% fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it, it's a really fascinating game that, it is. that it's... gets to the heart of how corruption happens. Yeah. You can, uh, what, after playing that game, you will 100% understand how people become corrupt. Oh, completely. And why they become corrupt. The and, fact that you fuck... And you'll do it yourself, and yeah. you'll feel awful, but you'll keep doing it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Because you've got to feed your wife and kids, yeah. you know? You've got to feed your wife and children and make sure they're not sick and get to class 7 housing and blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah, a game's fantastic. It's impeccably well designed. Very well it really game. Um... So, I mean, I just, I just wrote another couple of things down. Um, my favourite game that I should have played last year was To The Moon. Yep. Which came out last year. Sure. Um, again, that I mean, all there is in that game is narrative, really. Yep. Um, and it was a great story that it tells. Mm. It really is a, a fantastic so story. Um, and emotional without being cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, very well made. Mm-hmm. Um, well worth picking up. Um, and the two I'm really looking forward to playing next year oh yeah I, I was going to talk to you about this um, I really want to go back and pick up Beyond I feel like I oh you mean games from this year that you're going to play next year well or games next both, year that you're going to play kind okay, of bits sure. of both but, so I missed Beyond, Beyond sure. completely yeah um, I feel I'm in a position where I can play that game now I feel like I'm in a position where I can go and you want to see it I want to see what I want to see what happens I just really want to see happens well on before happens there's a lot of yeah and but I, I just want to see badly what they do with that. ghosts happen. Yeah. Aiden. 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 It's written as Aiden. It's pronounced as Aiden. That's because David Cage doesn't know how to pronounce names. But do, you, but do we? Maybe that's what he's saying. Does anyone know how to pronounce <laughs> Fuck names? you. No. <laughs> I'm not giving David Cage more credit than he deserves. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the rest of... Uh, Wolf Among Us yep. I think that first episode was really strong it's a very strong episode yeah um, I think the, the entire section with uh, I can't remember his name now, but the frog yes after the murder where you're Mr. Qu- Toad yeah where you're questioning what he did and all that yeah. it's fantastically it was, yeah. fantastic it, it seems like they've, they've taken what they had from Walking Dead and yep. added more gameplay to it yep like there's there's investigation stuff there is the, I felt the action sequences were better yeah they're pretty cool um it's, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do yes I'm interested I'm worried happens. slightly that Telltale are putting themselves too thin now that they've got The Walking Dead Walking Dead Borderlands yeah Game of Game Thrones, Thrones and Wolf Among Us, Us. Yeah. Um, I mean I know they've staffed up a lot recently yeah but I'm worried that Wolf Among Us might just get fallen by the way so. yeah it was it was such a strong first episode yeah and the fact that we haven't heard about it from it in no a that, that of kind of worried me as well the fact that they've said nothing about it but we'll see but we'll see what happens we know what happens uh, yeah, that was kind of all I had written down, really. So the extra stuff that I wanted to say, um, just a few things. So the the award for, you probably should all play this game, which is pervasive throughout time. You you, you all need to go and play this game, which goes to Binary Domain. <laughs> yeah. You, you all need to go and play Binary Domain. So Binary Domain did come out... 2010? 2011? 11. Something no, like that. it was 2012. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay, fine. Eh... I don't remember. It was last year. It was last year. But yeah, so everybody needs to go and play Binary Domain right now because it's not, it's not, it's not got a lot to say in terms of like philosophical bullshit or anything like that. Doesn't do anything marvelously different to any other action shooter or anything like that. But it's a really good action shooter, and it's got really interesting characters. And it's like it's like if you ever if you if you're sitting one day and you're like I want to see 
I want to go and watch the Transformers movie or I want to go see something with Jason Statham yeah. just don't and go and buy Binary Domain because yep. it's exactly the same and you'll get a lot more hours of enjoyment out of it it's a, it's and a, it's absolutely fantastic yeah I, I totally agree it's it, it's a game that just disappeared when it yeah. came out no one, th- no one thought about that game and I think it deserves more credit than it got very much because so. it's fantastic I, I'm really interested to see like before I leave I will need to have a look at how it looks on PC because I played that PSG nice. looks good I'm sure it looks great um the next award, which is um, this character needs to be more shit award, <laughs> right? Goes to Ken from Binary Domain, who is a. Can I wait? Wait. Are all your awards just going to be to Binary Domain? No, just these two. Okay. It's only going to Binary Domain. Okay. Because Ken's a fantastic character who needs more work. Is he a fantastic character, yes. or is he a French robot with a jetpack? He's a French robot ninja. Yeah. With a jetpack and a grappling hook. <laughs> And in the middle of fights, we'll come out with really cool French phrases. Sure. And he needs to be in more stuff. <laughs> because I think if they actually give him a character, instead of just being a French robot ninja, which is really awesome, yeah, he would be amazing. So you're suggesting that Binary Domain 2 should just be focused on I Kane? suggest there should be DLC for Binary Domain that is entirely focused on Kane. Right. And you should be able to do robot ninja shit. <laughs> I basically, basically what I want, right, is for you to be able to play a game that's like Metal Gear Revengeance. Right. But it's Kane. Okay. I think that would be amazing. I would, I would play the shit out of that game. But you need right. to you need to play by any domain to understand what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, so I talked I talked a couple of weeks ago on the the podcast about how I feel about music and soundtrack in video games sure. and how important it is and all that sort of stuff. So I've got a award for best soundtrack in games, which was hard for me because I I, I, I listen to a lot of video game soundtracks when I'm doing work and stuff mm. like that because they're quite good for they're good for and me. all that sort of yeah. stuff. So I thought about a lot of things. There was, th- there was crazy stuff like Revengeance which has just the most balls out crazy anime Japanese soundtrack yeah, that, in the world yeah, definitely. which is very good for the right moments but isn't the best soundtrack in the world I don't think uh, there's stuff like The Last of Us which is really unique there's mm-hmm. nothing that quite sounds like how The Last of Us sounds like because they've got this really good Greek composer who uses a lot of weird instruments and really helps to, really helps to get the feeling of the world across where it's really sombre but quite, quite dread. Like you feel quite dreadful when you're listening to it, and it's, mm. it's just, even with it, just the main theme itself is as a fantastically yes, well written bit of music, and really quite helps you to throw you in the world and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then there's ridiculous fishing, <laughs> which has f- some just fantastic bits of really basic, not basic, but chiptune style. That store music is just it, great. Some of them is just fantastic, and I, I've listened to some of the songs from Ridiculous Fishing for a while, and they're all really good, but. The best soundtrack in video games this year, which is going to sound really weird considering what was on my list, but it's Gunpoint. Yes. The soundtrack to Gunpoint is amazing. Yes. Because it is, it's parts detective noir, yep. smoky jazz club style music, which yep. is amazing, and then flips over to weird techno chiptune jazzy style thing, which is also amazing. Yes. It's just fantastic. The soundtrack. To I had forgotten how good the soundtrack of Gunpoint yeah. is actually. It's yeah. really, really good. It's pretty fantastic. You should all give it a listen because it's fantastic. While playing Gunpoint, preferably. Yeah. But the soundtrack itself is amazing. And the final award uh, that I thought of, which I can't remember what I was going to call it now. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't even remember what I was going to give it to now. Fuck. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, forgot. This is why I said you should bring something in written. No. Hang on. I'll get it in a second. Okay. Let's think about it. We're using a lot of idle music this time. Shut up. You can edit this out. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was, the, what was I going to give an award to? Music. Oh, I remember now. Okay. This is going to be 
the inaugural of an annual award, I hope. Okay. Which is the the Callum Award for batshit craziness in video games. Okay. Because I am a man who appreciates his batshit craziness of in course. video games. Uh, again, thought about a lot of things this year. Thought about Revengeance and how mm. fucking crazy that game is. That is pretty but crazy. Also amazing. All that sort of stuff. Um, thought about thought about Animal Crossing weirdly about how fucking mental that is. Yes. Effectively, effectively throwing you into a world of cute animals, but you get wholly endorsed in it. Yep. And you are immersed. In it. It's really fucking mental. Thought about binary domain, but then realised that doesn't count for this year. Yeah. But the award for batshit craziness in many games this year goes to Project Cross Zone. Without a doubt, yeah. Okay. Goes to Project Cross Zone because it is a game where you get. Street Fighter characters interacting with JRPG characters that you've never heard of yep. while fighting the boss from like Xenosaga while also having an assist that's a panda bear or Tronbon and the most ludicrous story about jumping dimensions and it came fucking crazy. Yep. It's insane and I love I love that game to death yep. just for how mental it is. Sure. And yeah, it deserves an award. I will keep coming back to this because I think that mentalness should be appreciated in video games. Okay. Like how crazy things are should be appreciated. Sure. Yes. Sure. Awesome. Do we argue with one another now? So now I think we could, we do start arguing All because right. I feel we should have a, a an official list, a unified list that neither of us agree with really, but we have to make concessions. We have to make concessions, yeah. and 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 I feel that that's a, a good choice. So. Give us the names you definitely want to hear in right. the five. So I think I think listen listen to our lists. Yeah. I think that Last of Us has to be on this list. I would agree. I think that Bioshock has to be on this list. I would agree. I think that DMC has to be on this list. Yes. Uh, I think the other two are the ones that are the other two. I, the other two I'm willing to bend on. Okay. Because I like things like I don't have a strong feelings about you as gone home, but I can see what it's trying to do sure so I would be willing to bend on that I'd be willing to bend on something like Tomb Raider because I haven't played as much of it but I'm pretty sure I know where it's going and it sure. probably be amazing uh, yeah I, I'm really I'm willing to be flexible other, other than those three I would be willing to be flexible I so I would make quite a strong push on top of that for Stanley Parable because I feel it's because I feel it's important. Yeah, I would I would give you that. I feel it's I, I think it's, I think the, the the fact that I haven't played it shouldn't stand in the way of yeah. that game because I know what that game's about. Yeah, and I, it goes about I, I just feel that it's it's it it's it's better than most criticism I've seen for video games. Yes, the fact that it is I'd a video argue. game itself is yep even more impressive. I, I would be perfectly happy with Sally Power. So we've got one spot left. Yeah. Um. What were your other, what were your other ones that we mentioned? Uh, Fire Emblem, which you wouldn't give me. Mm, yeah. Probably not. And gunpoint. Gunpoint, I could be argued with. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to go back to my list now. Um, I could maybe see gunpoint, but I'm. Let me see. I think. Yeah, that, I, I, I would. I think that in a in a position of fifth. Yeah. I think that something like a gunpoint's okay. Um. I would probably put Gone Home above Gunpoint, though. Okay, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to bend on that. Um, okay. Just because I didn't get the same... I, I understand completely why people are raving about that game. I'm just not as wholeheartedly invested in it. Sure, sure. But I understand completely. I, I would be okay with saying that Gone Home is a bad. Okay, I would be okay so, with that. so our five, not in order, yep. but our... Is Bioshock... Yep. Uh, DMC... Yep. Um. What was the other one? Last of Us. Last of Us. See, I keep forgetting it. 
I don't know why I keep forgetting about that game because it's amazing. Yeah. Stanley Parable. Yep. And Gone Home. And Gone Home. It's weird that that's basically your top five list. Yeah. It, yeah. Basically, it is my top five list. Actually, it's yeah. basically your top five list. Is it just um, maybe in a different order? Yeah, kind of. Um, so how how if, it, if that's basically your top five list, that would make more of an argument for saying that Gunpoint's better than really Gone Home. Why? Yeah, because because I feel like just say because effectively, if you publish a list that's a unified list, yeah, that's exactly the same as one of the two people that runs the site. Sure, but I, I feel I feel like it I, I, again. I'm also I'm also saying that. I don't want to say this explicitly, but I think Gunpoint's more of a game than Gone Home is. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's it's definitely more of a more of a game. Um, I'm trying to think. Not of not to detract anything from okay, Gone Home because I so think... Gone Home yeah is something trying to tell us a, a story yep. and narrative led. Mm-hmm. Gunpoint is gameplay style and humor. humor. Yep. Why don't we put the both of them together mm-hmm. and replace Gone Home with Papers, Please? Yes, I'd because be okay it, with that. Because it does both of those things. It does. It's Yeah, good. I'd be okay with that. It's got good gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. It has narrative. It's yep. got the... It's really it's funny at some points. It's really funny. It's got really clever things. That, yeah, I'd be okay with putting Papers, Please Would that, would, would that be okay? Yeah, I'd be fine with okay. Papers, Please at five. So, uh, well, we didn't say... We haven't done or wherever yet. it appears I'd be okay, okay with putting Papers Please so on a list instead papers, of please. Gunpoint or Gone Home okay so now order okay so um, what, what, right so we've got right, Bioshock I, 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 say that, I say that Bioshock and Last of Us won't be anywhere near the bottom I don't think no I don't think so uh, so let's ignore them for now okay I'd say that DMC doesn't deserve to be fifth mmm I don't think it deserves fifth. Yeah, I, you're probably right. I also just don't want the bottom two to be the indie games. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to be third. I'm just okay. saying it's not fifth. Okay, you don't want it to the bottom I list. I don't want it to be fifth. I could agree with that. There's I, a, I think that it does too many things well I, to yeah, be fifth. I would give you. I would give you that. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at the list, the top, it's either going to be Bioshock or Last of Us at the top, yeah, right? I would argue that. And I don't know which one I have stronger feelings Let's for. Let's not think about that for now. Are we going from if the bottom go, up? If we go, if we go from the bottom up, because the first, the, the places one and two, let's be honest, aren't really that important. But I don't think they're pretty important. They're important, but it's going to be a weirder argument okay. than the last three. So, so if we say that if the DMC is not fifth. Okay. So I would say I would say it's third, but you wouldn't. No. So I would be happy saying it's fourth. So we're saying if we go fifth, fourth, third. Papers, Please, DMC, and Stanley Parable. I would I would be okay with that, even though I've not played the Stanley Parable, but I understand what it's doing. Yeah. I've seen it being played, and right. I know some of what's good. Yeah, I, okay. I would be okay with that. Yeah. I feel, I feel I, I just feel the fact that its importance shouldn't be swept under the carpet. No. Des- for, despite the fact it does look like a Half-Life 2 mod. I can understand why it would be. I feel it's really yeah. important. The, so the, I, I would be okay by saying Papers, Please, DMC and okay. Stanley Parable. Okay, it's cool. Fight's going to be between one and two. It really is. Um, which is going to be weird. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to... I don't even know how to approach this because they're both just they're both excellent games. Yeah, they're both stellar. They're both complete masterpieces in their own right. Yeah. Um, how the hell do we... 
how the hell do you even approach this? And it's, and it's also weird because we both had these games that are number one, but different. Yeah. It's going to be... I don't know how you how you would go about it. Right, so... Obviously you would want to put Bioshock at one, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm trying to find a jumping off point here. I know, I... I... Because I always say that... I would be interested to see if what you would put at number one, what you're detracting from the other game to be yeah, two. So I mean, my instinct is to go for. It's weird that my instinct is to go for Last of Us and number because, one. Yeah, because I just think it was. It was trying to do. I think the thing about Bioshock is that. It's stylized in a way where it can't, where the faults are less prevalent. Yeah. Where if something doesn't quite look right mm-hmm. or feel right, mm-hmm. it can be attributed to, to the the nature of the story. Sure. Or the nature of the world itself, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it doesn't it doesn't conclude as cleanly as Last of Us does. It's true. It's got a I mean, Last of Us. You know exactly. Yeah, you know exactly how, how you feel about the characters and what's happened, and yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I, I, but again, I don't know if the fact that it's not left up to individuals, if that's a better or worse thing. I'd say that the end, the ending of Bioshock Infinite, is a really interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Of, like. It, of talking about multiple universes and time travel and metaphysics and all that sort of mm. stuff that they talk about at the end of Bioshock but I'd say that The Last of Us it ends you say it ends cleanly which is true in terms of a narrative perspective mm. of it comes to a fine point and says this is the end of the story Yeah, but it really doesn't end cleanly in terms of character and oh no I mean the there, there's still a lot of stuff there's a lot there, there, there is a lot of really dirty stuff that goes on at the end of that game mm. and stuff that you feel I felt really emotionally attached to yeah. that happens in that game of within the last five minutes of Joel, of Joel's character of stuff that you've suspected throughout the entire game coming to fruition and coming to fruition in such a hard hitting way yeah. that you you don't you, you really start not questioning what you've been doing throughout the entire game but who what you've been making this guy do in terms of how who he is as a character yeah. of like how does how it, it it was just a really interesting ending. So I mean, uh, it. I see that as a really good point. Yeah. Like I like. I kind of like the fact that it, it kicked you hard and then walks away. Yeah. And said deal with it. Yeah. Um. I think if they'd gone, I think the easy route mm-hmm. there would have been. I mean, we're probably we're going to spoil the ending of Last of oh, Us yeah, here. Sure, so if you don't want to skip fifteen yeah. minutes here, the moment where you shoot. Um, the black woman the I woman can't I can't remember yeah. her name unfortunately um, the really easy way out of that would have been a, a like a renegade paragon style decision yeah and that would have been the easy way out because if that would be me I would have I would not have shot her yeah of course but the fact that it I think it was refreshing actually that they, they made that decision for you yeah and then and said it, here's the natural conclusion of this character like yeah. this is he has put himself and Ellie in front of this possible survival of the human race yes yeah 
He's, like, not, he's, like, he's actually, not even put himself in Ellie in front of the survival of the universe. He's put himself in yeah. front of... Like, he takes Ellie out of a situation where she could have been possibly the saviour of humanity yeah. and the disease and all and that stuff. Might... And he did it purely because he wanted a reason to keep going. Yeah. Which is admirable in a human sense of everybody needs to find their own yeah, reason yeah. to keep going in the universe. But he did it in such a cold-hearted and thoughtless way that you... You just—it's almost not comprehensible how why he did it. Yeah. Because we're not in this situation. You see him doing it. And you go, I don't. But it's I don't the, understand. Why. But you do though. That's but, then, the but then you start. Yeah. But then you do understand it after. And I think that it's it's great that the, the final hour of that game takes everything that's happened up to that point. Mm-hmm. Like that final section is just caught. It, it, I mean, it doesn't directly call back, but you just get all the feelings of the the opening sequence again yeah. with your with your daughter. Yeah. Um, like seeing all of that again mm-hmm. like you can just see it all flashing through his head yeah. as he goes and does this stuff and it's yeah it, it, it's bizarre to find yourself associated with a character that you don't necessarily it was it was bizarre because if that had been any other game mm-hmm. I if that had been any other game I don't know what I, if that was any other game, that situation wouldn't have happened. Like it would, there would have been a way for Ellie not to have gone under the knife, yeah. and there would have been a, some other cure, think, and they would have all left. Yeah, happy I think, at I, the think end. There's, I think there's a point to be said for um, them taking a concept that's been quite prevalent through video games in the last five or six years, which is choice, yeah. and consequence, and all that sort of stuff, and and making it seem like there are situations where there would be a choice but then taking choice away from the player yeah. and saying we're going to make you do this and we're going to make you live with it there was a really interesting parallel which I, I came to like a wee while after I wrote the review actually yeah. and I wish I'd thought about it it reminded me a lot of that first um, Black Mirror episode because first one of the first season the first one of the first season with the, the Prime Minister yeah. and the peg yeah Throughout that whole hour's worth of TV, like you keep seeing that they're gonna, you keep thinking that there's gonna be a way that he's gonna get out of it. Yeah, there's gonna be that moment where they find the guy or they find the the princess yeah. or the, there's gonna be something which yeah. means he doesn't have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And every time they take one of those away, yeah, you just get this wave of dread over yeah. you. It's like, oh, and that's yeah. what that ending was. Like it was. Yeah, that's a really good parallel. Actually. It was. It was like. We've made it to the, the univ- We've made it to the hospital. Yep. Um. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. And then they they knock you out, and you're like, "Fuck! They've got Ellie. They're yeah. gonna do something." But Ellie's gonna save the world, actually. But of course she's not gonna. Of course they're not gonna kill her. Like, no, we, yeah. we have to kill her. Like, this is we have to kill her to save it's the in world her brain, then. right? Yeah. It's the only way we can do it. I'm like, fuck. Well, what are we gonna do now? And then oh, it's okay. Like Joel's gonna come good in the end, and it's all gonna be fine. And yeah. then he stabs the doctor in the face, yeah. and you're just like. It just gets worse and worse and worse, yeah. and it's literally. And like, then even even after that, you get to the point where you've you've taken Ellie, you've done all the bad stuff, and you get to the garage at the bottom, and the woman turns yeah. up, and you're like, maybe at this point he'll take the time to think, and he'll turn around yeah. and go, "No, we need to do this," but, or but then he doesn't. As soon as he does it, you realise he's in too deep. Yeah, at this he's point. just like, no, he's got to do gone. it. It's got to be done. Yeah, it's just it's such a it's such a well realised yeah round mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, in terms of Bioshock, like the the narrative worked, and 
I think the reason why I don't want it one was because it was a, a little bit too tropey. Like it was. It was. It was. Uh, like, it, the, like, the ending to that game was pretty Bioshock. It, but no, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that like you got to the end, you got to the end reveal, and you're like, oh, of course Elizabeth's your daughter. Yeah, sure. Of course she is. Yeah. That makes total sense now. And the fact that they went with it's all like there's infinite worlds and yeah. it's all the same and like it it was ambitious to do that but also really lazy. It, it, because it they really, could have done it, anything. It almost seemed like a cop out. You're yeah, right. it, it, was, it seemed like they could have gone. How do, how do we explain the concept of like the the twins and Comstock and all those sort of people, and but also tie it into a Bioshock yeah. kind of universe? Yeah, is that we'll just we'll, we'll take the we'll take the the tropes of the series of like of girls and protectors and cities and blah blah blah, blah yeah. and like grand philosophical ideas and make it this kind of universe this universal thing that occurs between different universes yeah. and it's it, it almost seemed like a kind of cop out yeah. not I'm sure it was I'm sure it was very well thought out mm. and thought about for a long time yeah but playing through it you just go ah oh, that's quite handy yeah and it's not it's yeah. not the cleanest conclusion in yeah. the world. It's a bit jank, but it's not. It, it seems like, yeah, yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I would. I, I think that. I think that putting Last of Us at one is. I the think right I, would, I would be pretty happy with that. Which means I, that this entire discussion has been quite cordial, and which is not what I expected at no. all. And also, it means that I'm now considering changing my top five, but. Because you start, you start to remember points of the last of yeah, us. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, remember the giraffes. Yeah, remember I mean, how that, wholesome that, that moment was yeah, before that, I mean, the end. That was a fantastic moment yeah. where it didn't, like it, it wasn't a cutscene. No, like, you could have, thing. you could have stood there for ages. Yep, you could stood Just there for as it. long as you wanted, and yeah, it, it was really amazing. Nice. Okay, well that was that was, was that took a lot less time than I thought. Very, it would. very gentlemanly. Yeah. Um, and I need to go and think about my top five. Yeah. Because um, it may need some reordering. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I think that worked before well. we wrap this up, mm. um, so you you said a little bit about what you were looking forward to in 2014. Have you got anything else? That so, I mean, Watch Dogs is my big one right sure. now. Um, after seeing AC4, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I feel like Ubisoft are on the right track to be able to make Watch Dogs something pretty special. Yeah. Oh, that's one other award I wanted to give someone that I forgot, mm. which is most underappreciated humans in video games. Yeah, which is the people who make trailers for Ubisoft. Yeah, so because they are not they are not only fantastically well shot yeah. and scripted and made and all that sort of stuff, but they have the most fantastic music yes. and come out at the right times and the right moment. They are just stellar. They're like, and they're very underappreciated. Ever since the first. Uh, trailer for AC1 I think it was 2 or was it 2 the one that used heartbeats I can't remember which oh that was 1 yeah, yeah right. that was 1 the, the, the trailers have been absolutely stellar yeah, the, the and trailers are fantastic the music trailers and, are absolutely yeah, amazing they're fantastic um, yeah so I mean I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs I'm looking forward to Infamous quite a lot Second Son yeah. yeah and it's really weird as well like we, we've just talked about like 10 14 plus games there mm-hmm. Their fucking next gen started this year. I know the new it's consoles weird. are out, yeah. and and there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. And there's going to be stuff coming 
there will be. I mean, next year's next year's gonna be interesting. I oh, think yeah. with stuff like Watch Dogs, Infamous, mm. um, there'll be a bunch of. I mean, there'll be a bunch of other unannounced stuff. Divisions next year. Oh, which, the division, oh, which I think could be interesting. Probably um, the reason I buy a next gen console. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what happens with, uh, like indie developers and all that sort of stuff. Because yeah, they'll release stuff throughout the entire mm-hmm. year. But I want to see what Sony are doing with indies because yeah. they seem to be all in on the indie front. Yeah. And I want to see what I just want to see what they do. And also, like um, No Man's Sky looked interesting. Yeah, no Man's Sky that looked game, amazing. Like announced. I can't remember the name of it. There was a game that. Remember, I was watching a conference when you were away somewhere, and I can't mm. remember what it was. And there was a thing, a trailer that looked fucking gorgeous, and I can't remember the name of it now. Everything, I forget it. Never mind. Okay, we'll come back. But yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to all that stuff as well, and I'm also looking forward to like Dragon Age and stuff. Like Dragon Age next year. Dragon Age three, I think, is next year. Okay. And I, I really hope that that's good. Sure. All that sort of stuff. So, uh, with with talk with talk of the future and stuff like that, we now have to look past because now that the new generation's out and the PS4 and the Xbox One mm. all that stuff are out it's time to talk about our personal game of the generation yeah because I think it, I think it's important to look back over the last 11 years or 10 years or however long it was and look, n- note the highlights in our mind of what because because this is a, this is a thing that we throw our lives into. Yeah, and I think it's important to go back and look at the things that have shaped how you feel about yeah, gaming. Totally. Like you can you can look back and look at your favorite game of all time and see how that's yeah. changed your change your outlook and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's important to look back on each generational step and see yeah. what's happened. So, so I was going to ask you before you say what you were saying. Yeah. What? How did you? How did you approach this decision? Like, what was was it? What was the thing? Because I mean, normally when I do when I was when I think about game of the year stuff, yeah. I want to talk about games that I feel were important as mm-hmm. well as just my favourites. Mm-hmm. But this just seems like the one that you have the most personal attachment to. It's the it's pretty much is the is the game that I feel has done the most for me as a person in terms of gaming. Sure. Or is it, 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 it not necessarily that in terms of it's like it shaped my personality or anything like sure. that, but it's hit me the most. Yeah. In terms of what I like and what I what I think is good in video games and all that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff so it, that was basically all I did for it and I thought about a, a shit ton of games because it's been 10 years yeah exactly and I thought about I thought about like, the, the real stellar hits of things like your Mass Effect 2 and yeah. your Mass Effect 3 and all that sort of sure. stuff and what they did for grand universes and characters and storytelling sure, and all that sure. sort of stuff that were completely out of this world and really fantastic and things like Last of Us that did a lot for universe and yeah, yeah. character interaction and all that sort of stuff and all that thing uh, the thought about just things that were out off the wall fun of things mm. like Vanquish, yeah, they, they were just like they didn't they didn't say a lot or mean a whole lot or anything like that. But god damn it, they were just good games. They were fun. They were just fun as hell and sliding on your knees with rocket legs. <laughs> yeah, Vanquish and was a good Vanquish game. Vanquish was such a good game and like bo- like bullshit crazy stuff like Project Cross Zone and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, there've been so much over the past 10 years that has just been and like the uncharted like what uncharted's done for and it's it's weird because it's the first it's the first generation that we've kind of been in in the ground level at because mm. we missed a large chunk we've of been PS2. there from the start um but yeah we've been there since day 1 of yeah. PS3 and I mean so I mean that's the other the other thing is that we missed out on a bunch of 360 games well kinda kinda I mean I'm not I don't think there's much 360 that I really missed yeah 
I mean, the big one that I always was annoyed with was Alan Wake, and then you got that came out, and season, yeah. it was one of my favorite think, games of last we, year. The things we missed were things like Halo and all that stuff. Yeah, stuff. which I don't think were really... I'm not that bothered with nah, losing Halo. there was nothing really for me. And the, I think about import, like the stuff that I would define as important for gaming mm. of things like what Modern Warfare did Yeah, in terms of it shaped gaming for the last few years after that yeah it basically defined what multiplayer gaming was it, defi- it, defi- it defined shooters for, for even to this day it defined what shooters did sure and things like Braid that did so much for indies yeah and like this, you, you finally discovered that people who put their heart and soul into a project could get what they deserve for it and actually get and recognition and, and get names get out names there again like yeah. names that people will know because that, that, that was basically the only people who did that before were like Sid Meier and Richard Garriott. Like yeah, they were the exactly. Names. They were the names. But now, like most people who are reasonably into the, yeah. the, the this as a hobby, know who Jonathan Blow is yeah. and know who all these people, yeah. these people are. Exactly. So yeah. So I, I thought that was important. And I thought about things like League of Legends, even though that doesn't really count, mm. and what that's done for free to play games. Sure. And opened that entire and like has changed the face of like defining esports and yeah. all that sort of stuff like it used to be crazy Korean dudes who were playing Starcraft and now it's like named people from America and Europe and stuff like that who've yeah. actually got fame and get recognised in the street and all I mean there was the, the there was this news story a couple of weeks ago about the, the US guy who got an athlete visa yeah exactly I mean, that's, that's, they're, they're starting to get recognised as that, actual that's athletes. big news yeah. that is, that's important so I feel like League of Legends has done a lot and all that sort of stuff so I thought about a hell of a lot of things mm. thought, about, thought for a long time about Metal Gear Solid 4 yeah, because I think I feel like Metal Gear Solid Four was a really interesting point of what happens if we give if we give if we give the person who designed the universe in which Metal Gear Solid lives in, mm-hmm. if we give him a lot of money mm-hmm. and say go do what you want, Aye. and they let him do it and release it on PS3, and that was what Metal Gear Solid Four was of yeah. like fourteen hours, eight of which was probably cutscenes, but it all was a bit crazy and but still made coherent sense in the universe yeah. and was complete, completely out of their mental but what eventually what eventually happened was when I started thinking about the idea of game of the generation and stuff like that was I let you let your you let your innards figure it out yeah of like when you when you say it in your head you say the phrase game of the generation there will be either one or two games that just jump out at you sure. that you feel because they have this connection into yeah, yeah, yeah. your soul and all that sort of stuff and there, there was no, there was no game that I think I connected with in this entire generation more than Dragon Age Origins. Right. I think that that is, it took, it took one of the, it took one of the, the, the most treasured things from my childhood, which was playing like Baldur's Gate and all that sort of stuff, mm. and really brought it forward into a modern era yeah. of this is what we can do now. We can make it look so much better and give it give it such a more richer universe but still have the really interesting combat and character development and but there's choice and there's dialogue and there's this entire universe yes it's all high fantasy bullshit and it's probably mm. the same as the rest of it but it's so well realised yeah. and it's everywhere and it I, I've not I've played I've played again I've said I've played through that game 100% completed three times yeah. which is over 500 hours sure. and do not regret a second of it because I think that I think that is one of the best games ever made. Yeah, and I think that it's important that if you if you want to play if you're playing RPGs and you want to see what the 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 epitome of a fantasy RPG is, yeah. you play Dragon Age Origins because sure. you have to. I think it's important. Sure. Um, I think 
I mean, I, I was never a big RPG person, mm-hmm. especially that kind of RPG. Oh, yeah. But it definitely felt like Bioware took everything they've learned up to this point and put it all into that game. Did like, it. there was... Like, you, when, I, when I used to look at it, it looked like a better KOTOR. Yep. But it had your Baldur's Gate characters, your your kind of... That style of narrative mm-hmm. it had in it. It just, it just felt like all of their work led it's, up to it, that it, point. It, apart, if, if you ignore Mass Effect, mm. it is the epitome of what a Bioware game is. Sure. And Bioware makes some of the best games Sure. On the planet, so sure. it's I think is the epitome of that. Yeah, which is why I think that Dragon Age Origins is probably the right. game of the generation. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I I started thinking about it as well, and I, I hit a lot of the same notes you did yeah. as well. Like for some reason, the first one I thought of Metal Gear Four, mm-hmm. um, it was the game I got my PS3 for. Yep, kind of. Um, but I had to disregard it because I think if. I mean, I know it's personal connection and everything, but if you're not 110% on board with Metal Gear, oh, yeah. that game is pointless for you. Oh, yeah. like, you, you, need to you, be, should, you don't need to play Metal Gear 4. You need to be invested yeah. in that universe yeah. for you for that to make any sense. And I still, like, I I relatively recently, like within the past six months, attempted to play through it again. Yeah. And that whole Europe section, just, I can't play it. It's the oh, the, the tailing section. The tailing section. Yeah. Like, I just can't play it. Yeah. It's just... It, I, I just want to skip But you know that. that the bit after that is the bit on the motorbike? Yeah, exactly. That's like, fantastic. Everything else except that section is amazing. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, again, personal connection. Um, SSX yeah. was just incredible. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it took what we loved about SSX yeah. and opened it up to the rest of the world and mm-hmm. went... And it it was the first of the well it was it was probably the first or second of the wave of games which were all like your your autolog your your battle yeah it followed like, the Need for Speed game yeah idea. would it put all the people you know as times like right in front of you to go mm-hmm. that was awesome but this guy got five hundred points more than you so you should probably try it again yeah. and god damn it I tried it again like I don't the know amount, how- the amount of messages I got on my my phone and on Facebook every so often from you just going I don't know how you got this score. yeah or whatever it was a really, it was a really cool kind of I mean how many times do you think joins did we do the bullrog bulldog bulldog run? I did the like, bulldog so many times insane amounts yeah. it, just, it, it captured everything I wanted it to capture yeah exactly um, there was I mean there was a bunch of other stuff as well that got me like like I think Walking Dead was really important yep. this generation but it didn't feel like a that didn't feel like a game that was pertinent to the past 10 years mm. like that could have come out that could come out in 5 years time or it could have come and out 20 years important. ago and yeah. still be important I don't think it was a defining moment of yeah. that generation Um, I mean there was what else was there there was a bunch of other stuff that I thought about at the same time again it was mostly console stuff because yeah, sure. there was a point where PCs didn't exist for me yeah. like it was only over the past couple of years that I started to get back into it again when when the indie games started appearing and all that kind of stuff and I went and looked through all my all, all my my collection um, before I came down for Christmas and there was only really one that I looked at and went I don't regret any time that I spent in this thing like at mm. all like every minute of it was just incredible and it meant I had a personal connection to it I thought it represented what I really enjoyed about mm. this generation and what this generation provided that was new sure. and interesting 
um, and also reflected a bunch of stuff about like where I was at the time and where we were progressing yeah. at the time and all this kind of stuff and it sounds like the most ridiculous sentence to say in my head but the more I say it the more I kind of agree is that my Game of the Generation might be Lost Planet 2 um, oh god because like I I mean we've, we've joked about it constantly like no, on this podcast I think that's one of the smartest things I think I've ever heard it's and it the, sounds so stupid it to sounds say. ridiculous right because that game is, is not yeah. great no it's not but by any means it's just the it's not it is, a, it is a perfect example of a 7 out of 10 game yeah but I think it was holy fact, shit I think it's like played through that I, game. I just keep going back to like me in my living room when we were, when we were doing the, the desert gun the train oh, gun the train gun like there was yeah there was so much of that game that benefited from being badly designed yeah because it, it didn't it didn't it didn't tutorialise everything it didn't no. It didn't even instruct you it barely, it, it barely explained its own mechanics. And it felt janky at every point. Yep, was completely janky. But it was just so much fun. That, like, game was, was just, that game was so endearing. And it represented, like... If I'd played through that game on my own, I would have hated it. Yep. But the fact the two of us played through that whole game from start to finish yep. and just screaming at each other over voice communication... And, was the, and it, it even hits the... even It, it not only hits the game, the, the like... It, it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's the game's just so mental, and like you're you're running through urban environments, and then you're suddenly in a jungle, and then you're on a train that's got a giant gun on it, yeah. and then you're in space, and then you're back on the ground again. And, and the story, which literally... it was, I remember, I remember the sentence. It was like after the mission. I think it was after the mission with the desert gun. We finished that mission, and we barely understood the story at this point, and. They were talking a lot of stuff and we were making fun of it over the while and then they stopped talking and the thing was loading up and they went, what, what the hell's going on? And you said, I think we're going into space. <laughs> and I went, no, they can't go into space. And then the first shot was a group of five squad units on space jetpacks going up to a space station. I went, yeah. fuck, we're in space. We're going to space. Why are we in space? Yeah, like it was, it was really, it was bizarre that it was a, it was a game that spent so much time attempting to tell its story but just none of it, it got through it took itself so seriously and then we didn't we, we didn't give it any credit it, it didn't fe- deserve any credit it felt like it missed the point of why it was a good game yeah like it felt like it didn't realise why and it we was. know and we know that we know that they didn't know why it was a good game because they then went on and made Lost Planet 3 and it was nothing like Lost yeah, Planet 2 exactly. nothing that we wanted from Lost Planet 2 I think if they'd gone what they should have done was made Lost Planet 2 given up given Lost Planet to Platinum Games oh god can you imagine said, lo- make Lost Planet 3 because I think that thing would have been fantastic can you imagine if Platinum got the Lost Planet license it'd be great yeah. it'd be so bent. and it's like stupid like and that game's got about like five or six different factions that you've got no idea what any of their intent is yeah you just don't like but you don't care because no. it's just so much fun that, that game was just pure gameplay it yeah. was just pure I, just fun from and start it was to really, finish and it was really and it was a really specific uh, playthrough to us yeah or like, it was very unique it was really us. important I think personally I think that if we I think if we were doing a unified game of the generation I would be right there with you saying that yeah, Lost Planet 2 is totally. our, our I, I think game it, of the generation I think the thing was it was one of the points I realised that I I think that if we hadn't done that yeah I don't know if we would be doing this site 
I, I think, yeah. I think it I was think one so. of the contributing factors. Like, between that and The Walking Dead and um, just... E3 conferences. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it was, it's one of the defining factors that really kind of yeah, worked I, for me. Yeah, I think that's really smart. As much as as much as it's weird to say that Lost Planet 2 is a game of the generation, yeah. I would be... Like a solid... For, for like, us, personally, I would say that it's yeah. right. So, that was I think I'd be with, okay with that. That was kind of what I went with. So. Oh, the train gun. <laughs> I know. Oh, are we going to play through that again at some point? I think we should. I think we can't play through it again until we have two other people. Because oh, I, I think four? doing the train gun level with four people would, would yeah. be amazing. Yes. For a shit game, it would be fantastic. I'm sure I'm, I, I, will, I will send some feelers out and see if you can get some four person. I really need some four people. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to play that game again. But yeah, so, there so was, that was that's it. my controversy for the year. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's a controversy if it's personal. I think awesome. you can say whatever you want. So that's, I think that's about all we've got. And that's game um, of the year. Yeah. What a year. What a year. It's been. Indeed. And there's only going to be more to come. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, Even within the next few weeks we'll have videos. Yeah, so I mean, we're, like like I said, we're both at home for the holidays. Yep. So we have a bunch of stuff planned to record. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of against saying this, but hopefully by the time you hear this, you should theoretically be getting this from our new shiny website. Oh yeah, the which I'm hoping to launch relatively like about the same time as all this stuff goes up. Yeah. So hopefully it'll work. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to doing another year of this bullshit. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's been good <laughs> for the few months that we've done it so far. It's been good fun. Yeah. So yeah, we've, I mean, we've been at this for for a few months now. When was he? June, July. June, yeah. July, June? July, July fifth, I think. It was. So August, September, October, November, December, five, five months. months. So almost half a year we've been doing this. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's been good. Here, here's to another year of another year and so on. <laughs> but look, look forward to the videos that we're making with special guests. Oh yeah, That'll special guests and all that kind of stuff. And we've oh. got big plans for for stuff in the future. We do. So until then, we will be back. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back because I don't know when this is going. There up. may be there may be a hiatus until we get things settled again. Yeah, because we need to get home and get things done. And sorry, I didn't yeah. know. There will be content somewhere. We'll do stuff. So until then. Um, like I said hope you had a good holiday everyone and we will be back soon yep so goodbye goodbye and Lost Planet 2 <laughs>